Welcome, everyone, to a new podcast, but the resurrection of an old radio show. I'm Howard Love. And I'm Tiffany Jordan. And if you remember back uh, six years and two months ago (laughs) on WPEO, uh, we had a radio show that aired on Saturday mornings called Healing, Hope, and Restoration. Mm -hmm. And in the intervening years, Tiffany and I, who are work colleagues, had talked about resurrecting that show in a podcast form. And here we are today to uh, bring to you um, whatever expertise and insight we can bring and uh, hopefully provide for you the same quality programming that uh, we did in the four years we did radio. Absolutely. We are so excited to be back and hopefully reach even a broader audience than we did on our local radio station. It has been a thought in our minds for a while now, and we decided it was the year we were going to start the Healing Hope and Restoration podcast designed to really ignite and start mental health-related conversations. That's absolutely right, Tiffany. We want to hit topics that are relevant to you, the listening audience. Uh, We live in a day of high stress, low tolerance, high impatience, and as a result, uh, we've seen um, an uptick in addiction. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've seen marital crises, perhaps like we've never seen before. Uh, We've seen people out of work. We've seen establishments closing. Um, Quite unprecedented uh, in for years past. And so uh, with all that going on, we just thought it'd be a good idea for us to cover the topics that may be of help to you as you face uh, what is in front of you. Absolutely. So Howard and I, you know, like you said, we both work in private practice and reach probably different demographics. I work primarily with adolescents um, and every child under 18 comes with an adult attached. So I typically work with adults and families and young adults as well. And so I really get to see how that stress has impacted, you know, our teens and our children and how parents are really working to help their children navigate these times. And I I will say, folks, Tiffany does a a wonderful job. She's extremely insightful and and wise and uh, There's been occasion for us to actually share families in some measure. Mm -hmm. Uh, I work with marriages. I also am an addictions and trauma counselor here Mm -hmm. uh, in in our practice. And uh, the whole thing is trying to help people in the midst of um, difficult circumstances, uh, depressive thoughts and things going on around them, to find a way out. Um, and you know, the term that's used in psychology is neuroplasticity, Mm -hmm. which is the ability to adapt. And, um, you know, most of us at, at my age now, um, and I'm closing in on 65 years old is, is that we like routine. (laughs) Who Um, likes change? Um, yeah, we don't like change anyway, but as you get older, I can assure you that, uh, the routine gets a little bit out of whack and, Things aren't good. Um, and, but in a way, I'm kidding, but also in a way, that's serious. We, we like routine. We like what we can count on. And when something happens that we didn't count on, didn't expect, didn't see coming, uh, it creates for us um, 
a moment of decision, I think, relative to how we're going to handle it. Absolutely. That sounds like my daily life with an almost one-year-old and an almost three-year-old. My plans and my routines are constantly getting altered <laughs> for yeah, many reasons. Oh, and you know, folks, Tiffany's life has surely changed since then. She was single at the time. Mm -hmm. She's now married with two children. So Yes, so a lot of change on the personal level in the midst of all that's been going around in our world. And, you know, Howard, I know... You know, in family life, you've gone through some difficult seasons over the past few years as well. Sure have. Uh, we've, we've had some struggles, and um, I'm doing something I said I would never do again. Uh, for 15 years, I was an interim pastor in our denomination. I would fill in at churches uh, who didn't have pastors. I would occasionally run the board meetings and just be there till they chose another pastor. And I was really liking that gig. I think I did about 15 or 16 churches uh, that I served during that time. And, uh, and then in July of 2019, I went to be an interim, and I'm still there. So um, I am the full-time guy, uh, so I'm doing it again. And, uh, but it's given me a wonderful insight, Tiffany. I'm able to take a lot from the church world and from a biblical viewpoint and translate that into psychology and vice versa in, in trying to help people. And you can't let that go without also telling our listening audience what you also do as another side job occasionally. Are you speaking of the funerals I do? I am, the rent a rev Now, I say that <laughs> facetiously because it's really not called that. <laughs> but it is another wonderful opportunity to minister to a variety of people. Yes, and I, I'm sure the listening audience is going to want to know how I know this number. I, <laughs> I know this number because I have to claim the income from funerals on my taxes. Mm. In the last 25 years now, this calendar year will be 25 years, um, I have officiated at 531 funerals. Mm. That represents a lot of people who are in crisis and in need of ministry. Mm-hmm. And uh, quite frankly, um, everyone is different, everyone is important, and everyone represents family mm -hmm. that have lost someone that was deeply meaningful to them. And so as I think back over uh, all those years of doing these numerous funerals, there's two things I always tell people. One is we realize how precious life is this side of eternity and how we're going to miss the one that we love so much. Mm -hmm. And secondly, it reminds us of our own mortality. And uh, so with that in mind, I, I think, Tiffany, I'd like to talk about today how important the gift of life is and how important learning to adapt to that which is beyond our control is so vital to trying to maintain some quality of life. That is absolutely true. And when I think about what the primary goal of what we do, the work we do with people, it involves um, really, you know, helping people reach that place of, you know, healing, hope, and restoration, the name of this podcast, um, but also helping people recognize that oftentimes it's not the needs they have in their life that are the primary issues in their life because needs are very valid. Oftentimes it's the way that we go about trying to get those needs met in periods like this where things seem so uncertain that ends up causing us most of our issues and problems. 
Oh, absolutely. So if you think back to January and February of 2020, um, life was going along as normal for most of us, as normal as normal could be. <laughs> and what's normal? Exactly. Um, and, you know, all of a sudden in March then of 2020, uh, as we all know, COVID-19 hit us. Now, not only was the COVID itself difficult, but look at the confusion that such a pandemic created for us. Mm -hmm. um, you know, not only did that put stress on us, but you had the medical world not always agreeing. Mm -hmm. Then you had it become politicized. It's led to divisiveness. And that divisiveness found its way not only, you know, into the culture, but into the church. And, you know, we find people becoming fighting mad in some cases and offended and uh, standing on one side or the other of what they say the right science is. And so if it wasn't enough to face something that shut down businesses and made us work from home and, and uh, created a shortage in supply of things and, and cause us a stress we'd never seen at a global level, we were struggling to just make sense of what made no sense at all. Absolutely. And as we're gradually even emerging from those times, we're still going to be left to make sense of what our new normal's going to be like, because things are not going to go back to being exactly as they were. And there will be a recovery from all the things we've experienced over the past couple of years. And so hopefully today or in this podcast, we'll be able to give you um, some things that will help you navigate, you know, the seasons to come and any difficult season coming next. So for our first program today, we wanted to cover something called the allostatic load. That's a mouthful. Yes, it is. Um, so... You can find this on YouTube, and, and uh, I've encouraged some of my clients to just to YouTube this idea of allostatic load. There's a couple of animations and a couple of narrations that I found uh, to help flesh it out. But today we want to uh, just kind of pique your interest in, in this issue. Um, psychologists would define allostatic load as the cumulative burden of chronic stress and life events. It involves the interaction of different physiological and psychological systems in various degrees. And when the environment challenges us and exceeds our individual ability to cope, then we experience what's called the allostatic load. So let's kind of look at this. So physiologically, here's what we know happens. You have increased blood pressure, your lipids increase, increase glucose, coronary heart issues can develop, and there's an increase in stress hormones, most particularly cortisol. Now, the interesting thing about cortisol is the right amount helps you digest food well, helps your mood, helps you sleep well. Too much of it that dumps into our system from chronic stress uh, can just create a, a complete opposite of that healthy way of living. And then, Tiffany, psychologically, we fail to adapt. Mm -hmm. uh, our energy is consumed on, on 
trying to deal with social conflict and dysfunction. Then uh, our sympathetic nervous system kicks in, fight, flight, or freeze, and we kind of get stuck in that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the parasympathetic is where we calm down and where we are at rest, and our heart rate and blood pressure are normal. So you get in the fight or flight when you really don't need to be, and you're in that more hours of the day than not. That's when the chronic stress really has a, a profound negative effect on us. And then finally, you feel victimized because you don't have any control over what's going on. Absolutely. So life comes with stress. This mm-hmm. we know. We're going to encounter it. But there also come seasons in life where those stresses become chronic stress and they exceed our ability to be able to cope with it. Yes. Yeah, so obviously COVID is an example of that. Mm-hmm. And um, as we broadcast right now, Uh, The world is watching uh, very intently and perhaps intensely at uh, Russia's invasion of Ukraine. And while we're not going to take a political stand here, that's just another thing causing stress and anxiety in the lives of people around the world. Mm -hmm. And so the potential of that being a chronic stressor uh, is on the horizon. And so... As we look at these things that are beyond our control, Tiffany, we have to find some way to not just cope, but perhaps learn how to thrive in the midst of this that can take us and just kind of beat us down. Absolutely. And that is going to mean making some adjustments, perhaps to the way that we've always done things kind of expanding that toolbox we talk about in our profession, you know, when we've encountered stresses of the past and we've been able to manage those, we probably have some of those skills and we need to tap into those, but you may meet a time where those are not enough and you may have to make some lifestyle changes. You may have to change your level of media intake. You may have to stop talking to some people because Mm -hmm. It's an added stressor, and the topics of conversation are not helpful or fruitful for you. So we need to be aware when we're underneath that type of stress and um, make those necessary adjustments. You know, for a long time with clients, even before we hit the pandemic, I've used what's called the social readjustment scale to help them understand the impact that stress can have on you, Mm -hmm. cumulative stress. And so... We encounter a lot of things over the course of our life, such as, you know, the death of a family member, changes in finances, moves, change in residence, um, school, you know, kids. There's so many things that happen just on a daily basis or, you know, yearly basis that we have to manage. And when you have a lot of that on top of a pandemic, on on top of, you know, um, possible fighting on the world stage, then of course it adds that stress. So we're constantly talking about stress. And when you, when that accumulates, okay, it overburdens the system, which is what you just discussed. And we start to see a lot of those things happening. And what I tell clients, because quite often when we feel overstressed or endure that chronic stress, the first place that people will often go is to their doctor's office because they Mm -hmm. don't feel good physically. And they might, they might acknowledge the mental fatigue, but a lot of times it will come out physically. And oftentimes, um, where we start to see that happen are typically kind of the common weak links in our bodies that are largely genetically predetermined. 
You might have some brain overstress, fatigue, aches and pains, crying spells, depression, anxiety, sleep disturbances, maybe some GI issues, ulcers, cramps, diarrhea, irritable bowel, maybe glandular system issues, thyroid, gland malfunction, cardiovascular, high blood pressure, that would be my family, heart attack, um, potential stroke, even down to skin rashes. So when you start to see these things happening, it is your red flag that your body is overtaxed. You go into a doctor's office, which is a great place to start. Hopefully they'll ask you some questions about how you're handling life or how you're responding or feeling or just what, even what you're thinking. And then hopefully address any legitimate medical issues and possibly refer you to therapy if need be to help figure out how to manage the load. Yes, I think there's a, there's a three-pronged approach to this. Uh, first, in a general sense, you just mentioned it, Tiffany. Uh, seeing your doctor is certainly recommended. Uh, then perhaps seeing a therapist. And for people of faith, seeking their pastor. Absolutely. I think those are uh, three uh, resources that can help us to get our head above water and begin to um, learn how to thrive again uh, by adapting to that which we didn't see coming at us. I, for a moment, I want to add in the, you know, the spiritual component because psychology can offer us a lot, and we're going to offer just a couple interventions before we go, but think of what Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 6. He ends a discussion about what to eat, what to put on, how to cope day to day. And you come down to the end of that chapter and he says, so do not be anxious for tomorrow because tomorrow has enough trouble of its own. Mm -hmm. So looking at things one day at a time while just occasionally looking to the future to see what we need to do, not getting stuck in the past and letting that suck us back in, but looking at how we need to rely on him because this is out of our control. And then you had Paul saying to the Philippians, do not be anxious for things, mm. but pray. Absolutely. And then finally, Peter said, cast your anxiety. So the key is anxiety and stress and chronic stress is not sin in and of itself. It, it, it is not. We want to be really clear about that. However, it can deter our quality of physical, mental, and spiritual life if we allow it to take hold and, and get a stronghold in our lives. And that is so true um, from, you know, even a psychological standpoint that really, I think, expounds on, you know, what is what is there spiritually is when you have a feeling a sensation that we might cause anxiety call anxiety like those butterflies in your stomach you know if you don't have like a maybe a negative thought that it attaches to right away typically that feeling will dissipate mm -hmm. i'm going to give an example of you know really holding on to that idea of you know casting your cares on the lord i was watching the news one day probably a little bit too much um, and it, cause I wanted to know the latest updates in regards to COVID and they started talking about the Omicron variant and I was immediately like thinking, okay, Lord, 
and I don't know if I even was directing my thoughts towards the Lord as much as I was internally thinking, is this something that I need to be concerned about? Do I need to be worried? And anytime you ask the Lord, do you need to worry about anything? (laughs) That answer is going to be a wholehearted no. And I really believe I, I got that sense and impression down in my spirit that no, you don't need to worry about it. And I really distinctly believe I heard the Lord say, I'm going to continue to take care of you like I have always taken care of you. Yes. And that anxiety that was starting to creep up met with, you know, scripture that I had like hid in my heart in addition to, you know, the Holy Spirit guiding and bringing that up in that very moment was enough to allay my fears and concerns and not allow that anxiety to take root. And, you know, those are things that we might have to do um, on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. So just a quick trip down the original language of the Bible. The Greek in 1 Peter 5, 7 Uh, is in the continuous tense, meaning I don't just one and done cast my anxiety. Mm -hmm. I have cast it. I will cast it again. Mm -hmm. And whenever it comes up, I'm going to be in that attitude of casting. So it's continuous. Mm -hmm. Now, it might not be exactly on my mind all the time, but just because I cast something last week doesn't mean I might not need to cast it again today. Mm Mm-hmm. So today is a new day. It, it, that's exactly right. And so I need to be able to anchor into believing that God is in control. And while I cannot understand everything, I can't answer all the questions of, of global suffering. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I cannot do that. I, I'm just not smart enough to have that all figured out. But when I trust God in his goodness and I take him at his word, then I can have the assurance that at the very least, my soul will be at rest. Mm -hmm. Now, psychologically, one of the things that I think is is vital to our mental well-being is is to do some meditation. Mm -hmm. And as you know, Tiffany, meditation, we don't mean going to the Himalayas and converting to Mm -hmm. some other world religion, right? (laughs) (laughs) We're not talking about that. We're talking about being able to think, ponder, really mull over in your mind a scripture, a passage of scripture, or just the idea of what God looks like in your life. But having that moment of meditation is huge. And it takes intentional time to do that. And then um, we talk about a thing called square breathing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you've used that before. Absolutely. I I love that one because you take a deep breath in, you hold it four seconds, Mm -hmm. and then you let it out as if you're emptying your lungs, and you do that four times in a minute. It's a way of bringing your parasympathetic nervous system back online. I know every time I do it, I feel a release in my chest, I feel a little less stress, Mm -hmm. and I feel a little more clear thinking. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it, it's just a, a wonderful tool to use that you could use anywhere. Because people are going to be more concerned if you stop breathing than if you actually are. Exactly. So you can take it with you <laughs> yeah. and people will not look at you oddly no, because they you're won't. breathing. <laughs> so it's great. And, you know, you have your breath with you when you go. And I like to tell my clients, 
picture yourself breathing in the Holy Spirit and breathing out the toxicity of negative thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, get it away from you. Maybe another way of casting. And allow yourself to think more clearly about the moment. And, um, you know, so I think that's something we can do. Um, there's other self-calming, like self-tapping. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you can't see me, but if you can find uh, your clavicle and just below your clavicle all the way to the center of your chest, in that area, if you just do a little self-tapping or just really gentle rubbing right there, you're accessing um, the part of the vagus nerve that sends a message to your body that says everything's okay. And, and so I use that one a lot with people who are in high or chronic stress uh, as a way to try to relax a little bit. Now, as you're probably listening to us, uh, you're, you're not hearing that we're changing the circumstances. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to speak the obvious, Tiffany. <laughs> we're not changing one. We cannot change anything. That, but we can change the way that we adapt or approach it. That is well said and exceptionally important because sometimes we're very tempted to believe that we need the circumstances to change in order for us to be okay. And that's not necessarily true, especially, and it's not realistic because oftentimes we don't control what other people do or the circumstances. And so, you know, in light of all of those things that Howard shared, I want to add a few more. One being, being really proactive and censoring your media intake. That is, I don't believe it's talked about enough, Mm -hmm. especially because we live in a technological world. Our children have been tied to screens because they've had to be in order to continue to, you know, get an education over the course of the pandemic. Um, So because it's so interwoven into our lives now and it's not going away, um, we need to be very choosy about what we allow into our eye gates and our ear gates, especially in the lives of our children as well. And so if you find yourself getting more anxious, you may want to turn off the news. Absolutely. It's not a vital necessity, you know, for you to continue to ingest it. More than likely, they're going to repeat the same thing they were saying 20 minutes ago and so you're just hearing the same thing over and over and over again and it's fairly negative not very hopeful and not very uplifting and so be choosy about what Mm -hmm. you take in and if you find yourself struggling tap into messages of healing tap into messages of hope and things that are actually going to restore you because that is what's going to get you you know to the next moment and to the next day intact absolutely There's also Mm -hmm. some basic things to keep in mind as well to support your physical system. And that involves making sure you're getting an adequate amount of sleep to the extent that you can, making sure that you're eating well and being active, physically moving. You know, we know when it comes down to trauma or things we go through and stress, your body really holds everything. And so physically Mm -hmm. moving and being able to work that out, whether it's a walk, a run, yoga, whatever it is that you enjoy is vitally important to your overall well-being. Can't stress enough how physical activity plays such a vital role uh, in good mental health. So I agree with that 100%. And perhaps, Tiffany, for another broadcast another time, 
we might talk about how managing social media can be a huge de-stressor uh, because I don't think we realize sometimes how much stress it causes us with the excessive looking at Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and getting back to people right away and and then the the hooks that are put out there to lure us in to comment and then we find ourselves in this argumentative thread that goes on with no end sometimes until finally somebody just doesn't answer. So, <laughs> you know, I think being able to manage social media might be another way to just kind of manage that stress because everybody's an expert on social media. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is definitely a conversation for another time, and I very much so look forward to providing that information and helping people navigate that part of our lives, which is not going away. No. Well, we're so glad that you've joined us today. Um, we are looking forward um, on a regular basis to putting this podcast out and um, hopefully providing information for you that will cause you to um, improve yourself, seek help, and by all means, honor the Lord. Absolutely. So until next time, um, if you have any questions or comments, we will provide a space for you to um, give us ideas of things you want to hear on this podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you as well, and God bless, and as always, shalom. Thanks again for checking out this episode of Healing Hope and Restoration. The podcast represents the opinions of Howard and Tiffany, as well as the guests of the show. The content here should not be taken as medical or mental health advice. It is for informational purposes only. And because each person is so unique, please consult your mental health care professional for your mental health questions.